0: I want you to give us a call, 570-511, baby. Give us a call, 570-511, hun. Y'all
1: heard? heard.
0: One, two, three. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. This is Y'all Heard, heard. a podcast for me, Marissa Phillips,
1: me, Pete Phillips
0: are not related contrary to anything you might have heard
1: and this is a show where two lifelong learners get patreon scholarships to the university of hard knocks where we never really declare a major but we take a lot of classes and we graduate with a lot more debt than you would think with a scholarship um but we take what we've learned and we share it with you guys once a week
0: you wrote that right yeah okay.
1: I wrote most of them
0: <laughs> okay in other words, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. Like the fact that we have a special episode today. Pete,
1: why is it special? This is a special episode because we have a guest, uh, our a technically second guest, first guest not named Michael. You know him from appearances on the Todd Glass Show and the Daily Zeitgeist. You may have known him from co-hosting Yabooz Boos News with Georgia oh. Brooks. <laughs> oh,
2: excuse me.
1: <laughs> you loved him on uh, his daily video project, Blaking News. And you can now find him on Blake's Takes for God's Sakes. He's got a picture of a stuffed boy live from the pandemic in his Blake album. He was also on TV, but he's here with us.
2: Here is Blake Wexler. Uh, you might know me from Pete's shirt in the font. And, and <laughs> is that, is that all caps? So Pete, uh, you can't see all that. All caps. <laughs> all caps, of course. Is that an aerial font or what am I see- looking at there? Uh, yes, it could be Helvetica. <sighs> But I'll tell I mean, you one thing: You can thing go that, to Helvetica as far as you're concerned. Talking like that to me right now, one
1: and, thing I, and I take it back. That you can't appreciate is that I I got the wrong type of letter apparently, and these are all very velvety. So. <laughs> When I feel if, up Blake Wexler, it's very nice.
2: What if I told you? If I told you that was the wrong type of letter? You know, <laughs> like after you, you clearly did such a great, sweet gesture of like making that of making that shirt, and I said the letters are all wrong. <laughs> it's like, oh, he has it. He's insane. Um, Should the
1: varsity letters. You shithead. <laughs> yes,
2: Jesus Christ, turn it inside out. I'm fucking pissed off. Remember in school when you like if you wore something that uh you weren't supposed to wear i guess like you had to turn it inside out or something do you remember kids did that like i'm trying to think like it wouldn't say like you know or maybe it had like like the word damn on it or something it wasn't you know really controversial or whatever but um anyway that's not interesting or relevant it's good to good to see you guys thank you for having me i i believe i was the one who asked to be on this so um marissa thank you for booking me and uh it's great to finally meet you guys
0: yeah, you were like, if you want us to be on our podcast. And I was like, holy shit, we don't even get guests on this podcast. Pete. We need to make guests happen. So just so you know, we had a practice guest on before you. Ah. And boy, did that person not want to be on.
2: <laughs> that, was that Michael or was that?
0: That was, uh yes, that was one of our Michaels. Only people mm-hmm. named Michael give to our Patreon, which I don't know why. Congratulations. And, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah only Michaels. But yeah, mm-hmm. we uh, made him talk about his woodworking. And he hated being on so much; he refuses to listen to it. So, Jesus, you have that to look forward to. You
2: should make so, that a special uh, Patreon episode, where like, <laughs> if, you, if you want to hear someone in in pain who is so upset, I don't understand how a podcast could go that poorly. You know what I mean? I like, or maybe we could try it today. Yeah, we can give it, it a is, shot. I yeah.
0: Didn't want to be on it, but I am very persuasive, and uh. I just said. Hey, you're going to be on our podcast. So guys, how are you? Why don't you both tell me like how you are today, either emotionally, physically, spiritually? Blake, we'll start with you since you're the guest.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Physically, I'm good. Uh, phys- physically, I've never been better. No, um, yeah, today like was kind of like I had a busy week and I kind of took today as like a relaxing day. So got like ordered pizza. I had dinner at two and like a two o'clock dinner i mean i'm gonna keep eating throughout the day but like got my favorite like pizza from a place at two been eating that was really bloated then uh i've dropped down to uh my, my podcast weight um which is 182 pounds and then um yeah just threw the ball around with my dog in the back and uh i'm doing i'm doing good i'm in a good mood i'm in a very good mood right now
1: we'll see what we can do about that
2: Yes. Yes. I, uh, you're on.
1: <laughs>
2: I um my
1: week has been going okay. Physically again, okay. Except mm. allergies are kicking up. it t- is the season. Yes. But um my highlight of the week is that I saw a guy getting off of a bus that looked like Steve Zahn. <laughs> That's pretty much all I have. <laughs> Pete what I'm sorry, no. I'm sorry, no, if I, I can saw ask, a guy please. I saw a guy who looked like Steve Zahn
2: getting off of a bus. I saw a bus that looked like Steve on. and a, and a guy getting on, off of it, yeah, and it ran over a guy. Yes, yes. I'm in Will. Oh, ah, okay. The last college show I ever did, and this is, uh, I believe, uh, I'll talk a little bit about uh, this. I, this might go into our um our generation things, you know, but um, last college show I ever did. I'm that i'm that good um i'm you're we're doing get to know you's and i'm already into the topic i've been (laughs) into the topic for six hours i'm i'm this is the seventh hour i've been doing this podcast before you even joined this is my zoom link um (laughs) (laughs) so i uh no one of the last um college shows i did was in Hazleton, pennsylvania and which
1: uh i saw that on your website and i was like how did i miss this before and then i realized yeah it was before the pandemic and everything like that. So Penn State yeah. Hazleton, right? How was
2: that? Um, I would say one of the better cafeterias I've performed in during right. the day. Um, <laughs> I would, I would phrase it as far as performing during the day in a cafeteria goes at a commuter, at a commuter school. Um, I couldn't recommend it more highly, <laughs> but, uh, not but, and, um, yeah, no, I was, so I was stuck there where, cause Scranton has a little airport. Mm -hmm. And, um, there was wind, so I couldn't fly out that night. So, like, I was stuck in Scranton for a night, staying in a haunted hotel. It was like the, fuck, what was that place? It was like an old train station that they converted into a hotel. It was actually really. Radisson? Yes, mm-hmm. yes, the Radisson. And, um, and they are a sponsor. And uh, they, so shout out to Radisson. Uh, you will see a headless <laughs> child running down the hallway in the middle of the night. And that's the, that's the Radisson guarantee of <laughs> conducting a train. But, um, yeah, that was the last time I was up there. And then I'm kind of up there tomorrow for a show. Um, in like the Poconos area. That's, that's, uh, so that's happening. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you are in Scranton and, uh, so you're in the Philadelphia area, right?
0: Yes, I used to live in Wilkes-Barre, though. Me and Pete used to live near each other, so I know all about the Pokados and Scranton yes. and Philly and all that.
1: I have I to say, it. too, I was thinking, who is this hoity-toity dude taking a plane from Philly to Wilkes-Barre, not realizing that at the time? <laughs> you know, so you were,
2: yeah, in California. <laughs> you're, cor- no, I know, I know, but you're correct. <laughs> That is that is the correct way to think about that. <laughs> However, I no bit today had the thought of I wonder if I could fly up there tomorrow, if that was an option, instead of drive for an hour. And I'm like, you can't do that. <laughs>
0: just, airport. Yeah, what airport would you go to?
2: Probably Scranton and it would be like an equidistant drive yeah, yeah, as if yeah, I yeah. had just come from Philadelphia. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. Um So I have nothing interesting to say about how I am, except for the fact that I was solo drinking yesterday, which I I thankfully don't do often anymore. But it was like late at night and I was like, I'm just going to look at the Internet and drink. But my parents know no boundaries and they always call me when I'm drinking by myself. So like at 11 o'clock, my father called me and it got really heavy. And I think Mm -hmm. like I was like, hey, dad, when weed is legalized, should I do it? And he like went into a really deep conversation. And the only reason that is notable is because he didn't know I was drunk. So I find that sadder that I had that conversation with my dad and he didn't know I was drunk. But I don't want to be like, hey, I was drunk talking to you yesterday, dad. So what's worse when they your parents call you and they know you're drunk or they don't think you're drunk, but you say like really weird things. So I'm still like reeling from that aftermath.
2: Yeah, I, I think they probably did just n- know you were drunk and decided not to bring it up. I think they made that executive decision. And, um, did you, now was, have you learned how to speak Spanish yet? Uh, Marissa, cause I was listening to the previous episode and I know Pete has to visit his girlfriend after this. Is that what you do every single Friday? Um, or whenever that was recorded, but, um, I know your boyfriend speaks fluent sp- Spanish. Is that what I was getting from the previous episode? I was listening to, I guess it was today's, right? Did it come out today? Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh yeah, he speaks fluent Spanish. I can say words here and there and I have a very good Spanish accent as I am Puerto Rican, but I cannot speak sentences. That make any sense. So no, I can't. Well
2: at least you have the offensive accent that you can do. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no,
0: no, a legit accent. If you tell me what to say, I could say it correctly. Right. But yeah, I guess but, also.
2: Not the it vocabulary. Taco. <laughs> no. That's
0: not. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, um, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna stop. Icebreaker. So after we ask who ha, who you are, how you are, I usually do an icebreaker. But you I'm usually
2: gonna, ask who you are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we ask how
2: you are, then we find out who you are. See if I we can guess. <laughs>
0: no, but I'm gonna switch it up a little bit and give you both. Personal hypothetical question. Uh. So again, Blake, since you are the guest, I will start with you. Okay. So Blake, I don't know what your like favorite streaming platform is, but like, Mm. imagine one that has lots of money is like Blake. We're gonna give you your own special. Like we're gonna put all this money into it. Like it could be you know as long as you want. I'm
1: sorry. I I think this is my question.
0: No, this is Blake's. and uh you know so this is like a dream come true for you like you're gonna get like and they're like we'll promote the hell out of it like we really like your comedy but they're like the only thing is we feel like you need to market yourself a little grittier so the only way we're gonna let you have this special on our streaming platform is if we title it so they say if you don't take our titles you don't even get the special so which one would you prefer to have a special called Blake Wexler: colon, Dancing the Dance No One Else Dared.
2: I'm sorry. Did you say or, grittier? <laughs> that for me is gritty.
0: I don't need to hear the second one. <laughs> or,
2: or I dare Blake you to Wexler, dance.
0: Blake Wexler Rexia. That's spelled W R E X. So Blake Wexler Rexia. Parentheses. See what I did there. So which one?
2: Mm, Ooh, Uh, well, first of all, I would imagine the special would be on Disney minus would be the streaming (laughs) platform, and then I would go with the first one for sure. And I might just name my special that, regardless of platform. (laughs) So, like, I love dancing the dance that nobody else dared. Is that what it was? Like, I think that's it's so crazy. First of all, it's just much, much too long. (laughs) Like, it's so long, and then also it is. You can't, I'm actually, I'll tell you why I like it so much. So this might, this might have backfired, uh, in terms of a question because both, like, this is clearly, you gave me a great option and a bad option. So like, this one 100% I would go with because it's like dancing the dance that nobody else did. It's, it just shows A, I think that people, that there's a dance people won't do and then b i was the one who did it it's just so like egomaniacal I, it's it's fantastic it's great so that and, and sure. because of the length it would show up certainly as blake wexler
1: colon dancing on the platform itself like that would be the <laughs> until somebody decides to watch <laughs> yes yeah oh God, yeah. I i do like rexia it's just the yeah. see what i did there i'm like no we got to get rid of that <laughs> Well, see what I did there is funny yeah. too. <laughs>
2: yeah. I,
0: I wanted to make it worse, so I thought that made it worse of an option. And so, yeah, okay,
2: that's great. It's be as if I named like my second album, Stuffed Boy, and then in parentheses, I ha- this is one of my jokes on the album, track number 13. You can listen to it and see what I mean. End of parentheses, <laughs> part two.
0: Okay, so Pete, yours is a little bit related. So, Pete. Uh, teaches creative writing classes. So Pete, they said that next semester they, like your classes are are so sought after, they're going to offer you more money. However, they want to make the title of your classes more engaging. So the only way they will offer you more money is if you agree to one of these. So you either are going to teach a class that is called Pumping up your prose and poetry with PD, or you're going to teach a class that's called Creative Writing Rocks, but it's spelled R A W K S. Yeah, And
1: the and the Y the PD is
2: can't I can't drop the Y. Stone. No no wiggle room there. All There's right, no I'm going to have to go with the second one. <laughs>
0: Okay, creative writing
2: Rock? rocks. Rocks, yeah. <laughs> now, was it as a teacher the, cause you're starting like laps behind in terms of respect from your students, right? Yes, if you go with yes. Petey, is that, was that the? Uh,
1: I, I do have like a slight pet peeve against Petey. Cause when people say Petey, I think of a little cute dog. hmm oh, Okay. I, there's I, nothing I mean, wrong with a little pet cute pet dog though. though. No, but I
0: figured but I wasn't sure how you'd like
2: that. oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no no, no, that's a good point yeah, i no, to your point, I think for if if it's in the context of a teacher student um dynamic, being a cute little dog may not be helpful to you uh, yeah. in order to command attention. We lived in a uh, a place in Los Angeles, where there was a like little boxer, not a boxer a uh, French bulldog sorry i I have no <laughs> my whole concept of size just <laughs> went out the window there uh there was a horse i mean mouse um there was a a French bulldog named Petey, and his dad was just like. Just an idiot. And we only knew him as Petey's dad was like how we referred to him. And he would get in accidents in the parking lot all the time. <laughs> uh, like, like not serious ones, but enough where it's like, Oh great. Now I have to wait 15 minutes to get out of the garage. But yeah, uh, Petey, Petey's tough. P- Petey has some baggage. I think I'm also inviting students to then send me emails that
1: say, Petey, I apologize that I couldn't get the paper in on time. Can I please get an extension? And then I'm just going to be like pissed off. <laughs>
0: But then you have to tell them that you, they need to call you Dr. Petey.
1: Dr. Petey, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I get a lot of
1: doctors. Don't have a doctor.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Um.
2: PD, PhD, PDHD. There you go. Okay. Found it. <laughs> Found it. Took a second.
0: So, guys, today. As we all know, but the audience doesn't know yet. We're going to talk about generational differences and generational beefs and specifically millennials versus Gen Z. Uh All of us here are millennials. I'm correct, right? Yes. Okay. Uh,
1: Blake, I don't openly like, speak about my age, but yeah, you're like 19, right? So correct. Yeah.
0: Me and Pete are, are on the higher. Blake is our
1: Gen Z representative. <laughs> I am. I am. Thank you
2: for having me. That was that was the booking requirement. <laughs>
0: Uh, we're both older than you, I think. If I don't remember your age, but but yeah, we're like at the higher end of of millennials. But yeah, we are we are millennials.
1: We are elder elder millennials.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Senior
2: so, millennials. Yes.
0: Some stuff I was reading that I was like, "What is this?" But I realized maybe I'm almost too too old for it. But uh, yeah. So before we get into that, I'm gonna explain what a millennial and a Gen Zer is, uh, because I didn't know the time frames or why anyone was called that so uh, does
2: anyone want to guess the time frames of millennials like when 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 the cutoff is I think a fo- like this is <laughs> I just got so self-conscious of how stupid I'm about to sound <laughs> if I say I think a 40 year old like early 40s could still be a millennial or mid 40s am I wrong does that even make sense because now we have to do work backwards in math right like uh,
1: Early, oh, I, I think, think you're, I think you're solid
2: with early. I saw some numbers that went to 1980. Right. Right, 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 right. Okay. It's because they're older than you. Th- I think when people, you hear like, oh, these millennials, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's actually, no, some of us like have like four kids and you know, like, uh, like we're CEOs. <laughs> you purpose, know what I mean? Right? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Intentionally it was planned. Yeah.
0: So millennials are from, you must have been born. Between 1981 to 1996. So yeah, that would make 139. Wow. God, I'm so bad. Okay, so members of the groups as of the groups of this group are known as millennials because the oldest became adults around the turn of the third millennium, which was apparently 2001. But maybe I'm stupid because I thought the third millennium would have started in the year 3000. Does that?
1: No, it checks out.
0: You're okay. stupid. So, <laughs> Whatever, that's, that's why I'm millennial. Uh, Gen Z is from 1997 to 2012. And according to multiple sources on the internet, the Z doesn't stand for anything. But they're also sometimes called Zoomers. And, uh, the term Zoomer is used to con- to contrast them with, you know, boomers, baby boomer generation. In the past, again, according to the internet, Zoomers was a word jokingly used for baby boomers who were especially active they zoomed to the stores with their disposable income and financially stable lifestyles unlike the generation before them baby boomers were more vibrant and busy hence the name zoomer so now it's been gifted to gen z so
1: i'd say one of my grandmas was a zoomer no never mind she was a grandma so. Do you, How about the, 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 Did you see that the generation before baby boomers is called the silent generation? I thought that was really oh, that's, that's. hilarious so-
2: <laughs> It really just to show how emotionally closed off they were. Just that's the exactly silent, why I think. Yeah. yeah. The frown frowners is what they were <laughs> called. Just their their faces never curled into a smile once. Mm-hmm except right before death <laughs> then, then they let out their first smile <laughs> in, in 60 years because that was the life expectancy back then you would live till you were 60 um interesting those yeah. age ranges I, I like zoomers zoomers is cute
1: i don't know why they don't call us
2: humorous
0: what does that mean
1: because technically in, in the alphabet we would be a y
2: Oh. oh, you know it's so funny. I, for some reason, I was picturing it being spelled with a U um there for some reason, which it wasn't. And no. it's not. That's the thing that I could have just kept to myself. It is funny sometimes. You just don't need to say things that don't help nor impede. I
1: thought much. I thought you might parlay it into humors,
2: but were, uh, but I really like the H. <laughs> you were incorrect. <laughs> I wasn't going to do. That. I should have, but I I was not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, Pete, what do you got for us?
1: Well, speaking of smiling, mm. if uh, somebody sends you a joke, oh,
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, go ahead.
1: If somebody texts you something funny, what emoji would you use to let them know that you're laughing?
0: The laughing emoji. I,
2: I would like, the sideways one with. I just started using LOL for the first time in my life because. How's that working out? It's been, I, I, no joke, a massive weight lifted off my shoulders yeah. <laughs> where I was using, my ha's were completely out of control where I would use disproportionate ha's to like everyone. And I think it was fine at first. And then this happened, this like continued for a decade and it was brought to my attention. It's good to have like a significant other for these reasons where she was like, This is getting embarrassed like not for me, I don't care. For you, Blake, this just so you know you're coming off as like someone who should be embarrassed by what you're doing. And uh then I would go I would just you kept feeding the beast where I would have a bunch of lowercase ha's, like ten of them, and then I went to uppercase ha's and like just after a certain point you you're feeding yeah. the dragon, you just can't you can you know, there's a ceiling there. So just it starts LOL. to read as psychotic too. Yes. Yes, and that's another thing where maybe we can talk about this like generational differences. Uh caps, caps lock. The older you are, I guess the more acceptable it is, and yeah. the younger you are, the more it's uh interpreted as like screaming and it's <laughs> yeah. unacceptable. So that's something fun <laughs> that I learned recently as well. Happens to my
1: mom a lot. She uh types in capital letters because you can see them better and uh yeah people give her people give her crap because they're like why are you yelling at me and it's like if you met my mom she only yells at me she doesn't yell at anybody else (laughs) i love you i miss you so much (laughs) it's like oh jesus (laughs) all right but um this is good because if you use the laughing so hard i'm crying emoji then you would be a dorky pile of shit so gen z doesn't like to laugh so hard that they cry. They like to laugh so hard that they die. So they use the skull emoji. Oh, um, yes. In order to show that th- something is funny. And then, um, afterwards to keep the laugh going, kind of like your capital H hahas, um, they put a hot dog emoji next to the tombstone and then they put the bathing suit emoji just to indicate no, the something- Yeah, am.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> but, um, Waleed Mohammed, who is 21, told CNN Business, I use everything but the laughing emoji. I stopped using it a while back because I saw older people using it. Like my mom, and my yeah. older siblings, and just older people in general. Ugh. And, you know, that's his reason. But the other reason would be that a lot of millennials are dead inside. And this makes sense because um, when you're young... <laughs> you find out that it's uncool to care about things so just being dead on the inside is much easier than laughing at something
2: that is, yeah. is true yeah very true it is true yeah laughing does uh give away a like a bit of vulnerability i guess you know like and i'm saying that obviously in a very this that's not how i feel about things necessarily but it's tough that's your job uh, it's my life is living hell um <laughs> for that reason and many others but uh no like like you know when you're doing stand up for instance in an audience of someone who like like if, if there's like a traditionally masculine you know like insecure guy there they'll often inten- intentionally not laugh where they'll cross their arms and it's that's exactly what i pictured when you were talking about that yes yes like, just crossing ahead, their arms it's <laughs> like so why are you paying 60 dollars all in to be in here like to be here tonight like on your bill and it's because i think they don't you know, and this is going to the millennial thing, I guess, like they don't want to let you have that access, I guess, to them. And this is a very, very extreme example, uh, like obviously, but you don't, it's, I think it's a closed offness to your point of being dead inside where I do think that Gen Zers in a way are more open. Does that, is is that like a generalization that makes sense to you guys or am yeah, I, am I yeah. off there? Cool. I okay. think, I think that, you
1: know, guy goes
2: home and, you know,
1: gets some alone time in the shower and just laughs his ass off at your whole set, you know? (laughs)
2: Yes. Finally, (laughs) finally,
1: I could release.
2: (laughs) He's just turning the water hotter and hotter. So it burns his skin. it's just like, that's how he offsets the feeling of goodness of comedy. He has to feel pain. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Let me
1: do the podcast. Go on. (laughs) My sister is, uh, Generation X, she was in 78. so She's like the tail end of X, right, Marissa? You're like, I don't know. I just looked up. (laughs) I just looked looked up two of them. (laughs) But she loves Harry Potter. And apparently that's another thing that people in Gen Z hate because my sister is apparently a total fucking dweeb. So (laughs)
0: she is
1: she is a Hufflepuff and apparently a Hufflepuff values hard work, patience, justice and loyalty. And it's so lame to say all of that in just like one word with people who share a common interest with you. I don't know why you would bother doing that. It's like, just say you're like Team Edward or a Democrat or like an
2: Eagles fan. But you're all the same political (laughs) persuasion. Team Edwards, Democrats, (laughs)
0: Eagles fans.
2: I don't know why
1: she, who is not a millennial, by the way, Generation Z, who says that millennials do this. Um, I don't know why she can't can, like define herself based on characters in Euphoria like my students do, because my sister is very much an Ethan. Oh,
0: shut <laughs> up.
1: Never watched it.
0: Yeah, no, never is that even a character?
1: Yes. It took a long time to find something that was Euphoria and Loyal. Like in the same Google search.
2: It is, it is a shame when you can't find the references to make your like, you know, that, that like hypothesis work, like comedically, when you're trying to like, Oh, I need like euphoria. I almost said hyperthermia. I need euphoria plus, you know, loyalty. And it's like, sometimes you try to force it together where the joke cadence. People will laugh anyway, but then they think about what you just said, and it's like, I don't think that made any fucking sense whatsoever, but you've already moved on. That's a little
1: common. Apparently, he's the he's the nicest person in the show, and everybody else is
2: a horrible, wrecked piece of trash. Is that Zendaya's show? Apparently, uh, yes. yes, yes. I was working at ABC when I was... Uh, so the way that I'm speaking right now, I don't know what that was. I've never spoken in that case. I was working <laughs> i sounded like i was lying to you um i was working at a b d and uh like, no, okay.
0: <laughs>
2: like, I'm like do i believe what i'm saying right now um no i was working at abc like directing and producing like promos for them this was uh like, probably five or six years ago and there was this guy I like our uh there's this really funny comedic personality uh, her name's Quinn Marcus and she was doing this like you know man on the street sort of interview things and we got to this guy who was just this big guy and he was the only dick that we met there like he was just not a nice guy and we were like oh like what do you she was uh Quinn was like what do you do for a living he goes I'm a dadager And that's a word I had never heard in my life. And I'm like, I was saying in her earpiece, I'm like, ask him what the fuck that is. And he goes, oh, I'm like a dad manager. She goes, who do you manage? And he he goes, Zendaya. And then he like walked away. And then we were like, oh, that's there's no way that that's true. And then we looked it up and that was her dad and slash manager walking around. I was like, oh, cool. Zendaya's dad's a dick. (laughs) Good, Good to know for no reason. Just was an asshole. Um, but uh, yeah, now every, everybody needed to know that. And that was why I wanted to come on here today. I needed to bring that up, and I'm glad you gave me that. It was back. really great to have you, Blake. <laughs> Thank you for having me, and I have nothing to plug.
0: Um, by the way, Pete, you need to let me know when you're done talking about something. because hey, I Marissa? Don't know what- I'm off? done
1: talking about something.
0: Oh, you done talking about I like my
1: sister talking one off. was real short, so I thought I'd just sneak it in there.
0: Oh, okay, okay, okay.
2: You guys have great chemistry. <laughs> just, I need you to tell me when you're done talking so I can start talking. It's one of my favorite dynamics I've seen in podcasting. It's great. You're like the Scar Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I forgot the
2: Scar Brothers. No
0: offense to them, but I forgot they existed until right now. I'm going to listen to their podcast after. Do they still have a podcast? Center? None
2: taken, and I don't, I don't know. I would, I would assume they do.
0: I like them. I used to like them. Anyway. They
2: broke up.
1: <laughs> the
0: Scar
2: <laughs> brothers broke up. <laughs> They're not brothers anymore. It's very sad. Um,
0: <laughs> so, I'm going to talk about skinny jeans. But before I get into what everyone thinks about it, I first want to say that I'm just mad about skinny jeans as a whole. Because, Blake, you do not know me and my past. But oh. I used to be what was referred to as a scum punk. Scum punk? Yeah, I'm was, offended some, on
2: your behalf.
1: If I heard someone, someone call, call her the queen of the scum, oh,
0: I was queen of the scum punks in college.
2: Wow, congratulations!
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, in retrospect I don't know if I if that should be congratulated, but anyway,
2: were you deposed or did you step down as queen of I, the skunk punks?
0: I yeah, I stepped down and gave it to, to someone else. uh But in order to have you know the cred to be a uh, Uh, a scum punk you needed to wear really tight jeans Mm -hmm. and around the time I was in college people were still wearing like boot cuts and flares and I don't know how to sew but some punk kid was like oh if you want to wear tight pants you got to take dental floss and sew your pants to yourself and then like I don't know anyway so I so hand sewed all my pants to my own leg with dental floss But then shortly after skinny jeans were in, so it was like a slap in my face. I
2: I don't I don't want to tell you how to do your show. What do you mean that you sewed your pants to your legs though, like with floss? Like how does that technique
0: put the pants on inside out, then hand sew them like totally tight to my leg and then cut off the excess and invert
1: them. Take them off. Yeah. Crazy. Okay, thank <laughs> yeah. you, thank yeah. you. I'm well, caught like, up. How many, Did you ever? Did you ever stab yourself?
0: Oh, I'm mean, sure, probably. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, of course. Time, yeah. <laughs> um, and that's gonna
1: be that's gonna be on the outside of the jeans, right? Because you're wearing side out. Any yeah, blood they look,
0: spots? <laughs> they look really bad too. They look like Frankenstein pants. Because, like, I yeah. Anyway, that's either here nor there. My point is, then I resented that anyone could just buy skinny jeans. And that then it was seen as a millennial thing and that they stole it from us scum punks. But anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um,
1: Kanye gives credit. That's what matters.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so a millennial weighing in on the website onmilwaukee.com. Don't know what that website is. Didn't look, but anyway.
1: On, on Milwaukee?
0: Yeah. Okay. A millennial said, <laughs> coming from that old
2: the- rag on <laughs> milwaukee.com <laughs> what it
0: is. coming from the generation that wore Jenko jeans i don't want to hear shit about this wide leg pants trend that's coming back unless you could fit a whole ass person up each leg of your jeans and you still have room it's all skinny jeans to me have either of you worn Jenko's already familiar with Jenko's?
2: i mean blake you have to right because of my massive legs, yeah, yeah, see it's funny. I buy them as that, but they just fit like skinny jeans, right that makes, I fill them out yeah, I, fill, yeah. I i I will fill out a Jenko <laughs> um, and that's I think that's the ad for the for this episode, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I just did <laughs> it's uh, it's funny with skinny jeans, I'm trying to think stylist. where I think the jeans that I wear are probably. A, like 15% too skinny, I guess I would say. Mm. But, um, to, for my body. The way, it's just one of these things where I forgot that I'm not just talking to myself right now that I have to be entertaining. Um, but just to finish this thought that I accidentally started, uh, physically, I'm like, I find a tighter leg works for me, but it's hard to find jeans because I have like a bigger ass and I have like birth giving hips. So I'm wondering. So I, I personally, my life, it's not, uh, as, um, uh, straightforward as yours, scum punk. <laughs> what I'm trying to say.
0: Okay. <laughs> um. Well, so I went to then sourcingjournal.com another website that I don't know what it is. Worse,
1: I also had bullshit sources, but I'm not citing
0: them. <laughs> but you know, if someone hears their article being quoted, they're feeling like what was nice source. So anyway, mm-hmm.
2: they're very litigious over there, by the way. Uh, my daughter's or whatever the hell you just mentioned. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, I really like that URL. Anyway, (laughs) so Sourcing Journal explains that for millennials, pivoting from skinny to relaxed, loose, or wide leg isn't as simple as just trying on a new style of jeans. Mm -mm. When you're asking millennials to undo years of being brainwashed from Us Weekly magazine, Perez Hilton, or MTV's Total Request Live. Because the media has led millennial women and also possibly men, into believing that the desired feminine silhouette in jeans is sleek, taut, and leggy. Our most impressionable years as millennials were scarred by paparazzi shots of eternal it girls like Kate Moss, Sienna Miller, and Giselle Bundchen, or however we say that, strutting around yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> strutting Perfect. around London clad in blue jeans. And this author says I knew then, as I know now, that chasing the denim style of unattainably stunning supermodels was unhealthy and unrealistic, uh, yet I have allowed it to live in my mind. Millennials are new to bo- body positivity, the body positivity that Gen Zers now have, and millennials are slow to embrace all types of curves and inclusivity, so people say that that is why millennials cling. To the tight pants. Hey, I mean, did you laugh at me at some point? Yeah. <laughs> Why is that?
1: <laughs> Just the way you read sometimes.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I know. Okay. Now, anyway. On the flip side, I'm gonna have a Gen Zer's take on the tight pants. Uh ooh, I don't have my source. I wonder what website this came from.
2: <laughs> Blake? Uh, Mickey Slytherin dot, uh, <laughs> I was about to, uh, use an S word that I didn't want to use there. Go ahead, Poison.
0: Okay. Well, according to Mickey Slytherin, uh, this article has a Gen Zer named Emma weigh in saying, I hate skinny jeans. I loathe them and I couldn't despise them more. If the one good thing that has come out of 2021 so far is that huh. us activists and the tech generation of Gen Z has canceled them, uh, then she's happy about that. She goes on to say that body image is hard enough to deal with as a teen, and squeezing your ever-changing body into the unforgiving material that is tight denim can be a nightmare. Emma says she still has chafing and wedgie flashbacks from her tight jeans. So she thinks that basically Gen Z is just more open about accepting all body types, and they know that their baggy pants are kind of ugly. But as she says, Gen Z is taking ugly pants back because it's all about comfort and embracing who you are.
2: Interesting. So I'm I guess I'm very ignorant to this, uh, which it comes to a shock to me um which the fact that i wouldn't know everything about all these topics is is has thrown me off kilter and i'm a little feeling a little imbalanced right now but um so i guess the issue with skinny jeans is that if you don't have the physique for it it's constraint. It, it's it make it doesn't make you feel good about your body like is, is that is that the issue i guess
0: yeah if yeah it's it's not flattering for many people but we all just tried to yeah as i was doing this i was like i bet pete and blake can't really relate but oops but i did i
1: did see a lot of articles citing that gen z love uh flared leggings which just flare at the bottom right so it's not like
0: uh pete not to correct you but i'm almost certain (laughs) it did not say they prefer flared leggings (laughs)
1: i can send you i can send you some links
0: <laughs> that's not it's not a thing i think anyone's wearing currently because anyway um, like, like a like a 90 straight leg jean like a relaxed fit straight leg jean
1: like a normcore jean
0: what is happening
1: <laughs> like the jeans that jerry seinfeld wears
0: yeah 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 but yeah. Yeah. yeah i don't know it was called a quote-unquote normcore jean
2: but, yeah, Say what you will about Jerry, he is wearing a blazer with those light wash jeans <laughs> no matter what, that guy is not dressed for any occasion um, When I see young perfect. people share
1: pictures of Princess Diana in like a big baggy sweatshirt and like comfortable looking jeans and they're like, oh she's a goddess I'm like, I don't, wait, I, I, I there's something that's just not like registering with me but I guess she looks comfortable
0: What do you see sharing that?
2: Like one person before
0: Okay London.
2: A Pinterest board. Uh, um, <laughs> Pete, hey, by the way, I, I just started laughing. I, I forgot about you're wearing that shirt. And then I just started <laughs> laughing again. Um, there is c- certain, and I hope I never get used to seeing my name on <laughs> people, <laughs> someone else's clothes. I, I, I really hope that that's never a thing I, uh, I have to get used to. But, um, no, so I guess that is interesting where I've never thought about, um, fashion trends as being, you know, um, like have like taking a negative or having a negative effect on people's body images, you know. But mm-hmm. that does make sense. Where in my and this is how unfashionable I guess I am. Where I, I guess I'm lucky enough, gene wise, as and I think guys, societally, have it a little bit easier, you know. In that for our genes, it's like, oh, is it a boot cut? or is it you know like is it a slim fit or is it slightly looser or they just wear whatever the hell, the hell they want but yeah. i guess because of society like you know quote-unquote like beauty standards and gender standards that that is much much more difficult on on uh on people who identify as female i guess but um yeah yeah uh
0: i actually so i've been wearing straight legs all this time but I, I was like oh let me try these pants the kids are wearing man they're comfortable and i think i'm i think i'm gonna just so point to gen z with the pants okay that's what i'm saying
2: yeah yeah (laughs) they are really great too where just with gen z a compliment to them is that you know and there's obviously a negative way to go with this too but they are so much more accepting and sweeter which is so great you know what I mean and when you hear people complain about Gen Z that's often what they're complaining about Whereas, it's oh Gen Z are they're, they're 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 weak and it's like they're not weak they're loving <laughs> like why is that bad um but yeah no point point to them for sure i think just like wear whatever you think looks good on you like if you look good in it why would anybody be like oh that's that was so 2016 <laughs> you know it's like yeah, if you look good you look good if you feel good about it then you'll look good mm-hmm. yeah we'll be yeah. right back
0: uh pete i'm done
1: um from fashion to i think fashion maybe hmm. but i'm not really sure what this brand is so you can feel free to correct me marissa not you blake um nikki care. baird <laughs> nikki baird is a contributor for forbes uh listen to what her dumb ass kid said when target <laughs> launched their lily pulitzer collaboration which became a news event and sold out in hours she showed the company's website to her daughter who loves pink and loved the look of all of the Lily fashions, but she squinted her eyes at the logo before shaking her head. She said, I can't read it. It's not because kids can't read. It's because they can't read cursive.
2: By the way, it is good to hear that uh, Lily has finally been recognized for her journalistic integrity that good for her for winning her Pulitzer. <laughs> and I'm very, very happy for them. Sorry. I just wanted to say that.
1: She goes on, in fact, I have noticed a tendency, especially when script fonts are used in conjunction with block fonts, for teens to not even see the script at all. Uh, if your brand employs scripts in the logo, in communications, in advertising, you may as well not have anything on the page. They don't see it. Or, and this is a better one, <laughs> as... Bernard Law Collier, a self-identified anthropologist, writer, and editor, and publisher with 1.2,000 answers on Quora says.
2: Self-identified <laughs> and anything after that is all gravy to me. That's great. A self-identified <laughs> anthropologist.
1: <laughs> Cursive is now a privileged possession of the elite classes and those fortunates who have been schooled in a well-guided and funded educational system that teaches subjects the elite will run the world with the common servant class Americans who barely learn handwriting at all because keyboards are ubiquitous and cheaper than a penmanship teacher cannot enjoy the awesome mental benefits of being able to handwrite.
0: I do not like this man at all.
2: (laughs) Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more with everything that they said. (laughs) By that logic, isn't just almost everything you learn just like superfluous bullshit? You know what I mean? It's like, oh, so is long division. You know, no one needs to know that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's like nobody needs to know cursive, obviously, <laughs> except
1: for your signature. Well, the elites are using long division to to control, control the world.
2: Control the world, yeah. Of course, yeah. we are doing that.
0: I, I think I told you <laughs> when you told me you were going to cover that topic. I said, "Is this stupid?" But what about your signature? What do they do for signatures?
1: And um, they draw themselves, I, <laughs> self-portrait.
0: Yeah, very I, long. Gibber like, like I don't understand.
1: I have uh, had, like, I accept papers typed online. I usually don't get them on paper. So I do tend to see, like, in-class in, in class exercises, people just scribble something out. Um, oh. But basically, it's almost like you learn what letters look like, and then you figure out a, a signature that looks like your name. So, like, people still have to learn how to write their names and all. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like... I tried to write my name in cursive, like my signature in cursive and I couldn't do it because I have sort of like, yeah, like a, I don't want, I don't want to make myself sound like the ship by saying I have a custom script, but like, like I don't do the little R with the, you know, the cursive R. I just do the little
2: arc thing. There's flare there. Yes. There you go. You take, you take some artistic liberties with your signature.
1: So it was called a personal. Symbolic representation of their name. That's what it was.
0: Wow.
1: And yes. so, but, but, you know, going back to what, um, Bernard Law Collier, uh, his, his defense, uh, he might say, you know, um, retina scanners are cheaper than handwriting teachers. And so are, um, thumbprint
2: scanners. Mm. So the key to writing is biometrics. <laughs> <laughs> we need thumbprints uh iris analysis yeah that's uh this guy's nuts but <laughs> he is a self-identified anthropologist with 1 million reddit entries so you know good for him
0: yeah what what's what is more makes him more um those the word not reliable um
2: nothing Redi- credible
0: uh, credible uh a lot of reddit answers or a lot of quora answers
2: <laughs> I mean, the answer is neither, I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> <Right? Yeah. laughs> I'm going to uh, pick
1: Reddit. I'm going to say Reddit makes you more credible because more people...
2: It's more democratic.
1: I feel like, um, yeah, yeah, more democratic, that works. Yeah. But also, I feel like with CORE, people are genuinely asking questions. It's like, please help me understand the the answer to this quandary that I have.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pete, are you done? <laughs> <laughs> Marissa,
1: have you ever been, no, uh, Marissa, <laughs> have you ever been pressured into doing some dumb shit in person?
0: Yes, many times.
1: Yeah. Is this an ad? Yeah, what's no.
0: definitely
2: <laughs> <laughs> What is this an ad for?
1: Then, Marissa, you are like cat crap covered in dusty litter because Gen Z prefers to document their crazy antics. What? Gen- I don't
0: know the words you just said.
1: Gen Z doesn't take challenges in person. They take them online. They will spice up their lives with cinnamon and nutmeg challenges. And they'll post about it on websites just to entertain each other. Not only that, but they eat laundry detergent. What are you eating, Marissa? Avocado toast? (laughs) 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 Yeah. The most recent challenge, the Benadryl challenge. Huh. Eat as many pills as you can and then record yourself.
0: What did you it's awesome.
1: Me? And it always promises a really deep sleep afterwards. For at least one teen, it was a really long, deep sleep because she's dead.
0: Oh, <laughs> you no. know what?
1: Gen Z loves brands. That's why these challenges are sponsored by big names like Tide and Benadryl. <laughs> <laughs> Both I'm those brands point to really benefited. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Marissa. To you,
2: you. <laughs> I'm loving. It. I'm having a blast. By the way, this is great.
0: It's just because I'm known for talking over people, so I just want to make sure I don't cut you off. But we anyway. also haven't
1: shared topics in a really long time. We used to do I that every it. week, but then we were like, "How about you take a week off, and then I take the next week." off?
0: Yeah. So this is new. Okay, so now I'm going to talk about middle parts. Okay, this is from Hold up,
1: Blake. What do you think she's going to talk about? middle parts
2: yeah what does that mean to you (laughs) uh if i had in very good question um i was guessing that i wasn't gonna say anything i don't know Merce as well as you do so i wasn't gonna uh, say anything but um middle parts is not a term that i'm aware of uh i would imagine that you were getting to subsections of like you know like oh there's gen z but then there's like a subsection of gen z that fall into like a certain age range or um oh, oh or hair is it hair Yes. It's hair. Oh, it's hair. I nice. went to genitals, so what? <laughs> that's that's where all that's where the genitals are on the body. In <laughs> <Yeah>. the middle. <laughs> They're your middle parts.
0: Oh, thank you. Right
2: my dead source. center.
0: Thank you for asking that. I assume we all do. So thank you. Uh my source for this section is thecut.com. Okay. Mm. the Okay. The part discourse reached its first peak last summer when Gen Z TikToker at Lady Gleep made a declaration about hair division that's now divided down generational lines.
1: Good band name. It Very
0: Prove <laughs> me wrong, but I don't think there is a single person who looks better with a side part than they do with the middle part. Gleep then asked anyone with a side part to make it a middle one. And to prove her point that middle part is far more supreme and thus the hashtag middle part challenge was born <laughs> I will say I was gonna have a middle part for this call and then I was like I look stupid so then <laughs> I my side part <laughs> um those born after 1997 wait that doesn't make sense
1: I had a middle part when I was in school when I was in middle school wow yeah, and that's why and then wow.
2: uh, the next school you had a high part yep <laughs> In your first school, you had an elementary part.
0: (laughs) Uh, Blake, do you even have- I'm not
2: done. No, I'm kidding. Sorry. (laughs) No, I'm I'm totally, I'm totally kidding. I was done. Go ahead.
0: I went all the way up to a
2: master part. (laughs) (laughs) A master part? Um, I do not have a part. Um, My girlfriend and I have a bit where she will change her part from like one side or the other to the other, but it's such a negligible difference that I never notice. So the, like the bit is constantly like, I, like she makes a huge show of making an announcement that she changed her part, but it's not, it's, it's completely unnoticeable to anybody. Um, But no, I do not have a part. Thank you for asking.
0: You're welcome. I like to make sure I I ask everyone that. Yeah. Um, So, despite Gen Zers knocking on it, many millennials have clung very tightly to the security blanket that is their side part, pointing out that Gen Z shouldn't talk since they are the generation that eats Tide Pods. And this said this in the article. (laughs) It says, they are the generation that eats Tide Pods and snorted eels. Have either of you heard that? No. No. Okay, so now this is important that you both click the link I give you. <laughs> I wanted to fact check that, and I was like, what is this snorting eels bit? But then I got this article, and they all just seem to be about seals. Please, everyone, look at the picture.
1: Oh, does this person think that Gen Z are seals? Are
2: seals? Because oh, no! we.
0: <laughs> so, everyone, the article I sent them, the headline. Oh, is, my God. Eels are snorting eels in worrying viral challenge. I didn't even read the article. I just want you all to experience that with me, and then we're just going to move on. There's a picture of a seal with an eel going up its nose. Like a seal is in the animal. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I hope I'm that like, thing's I okay. Love-
1: I love the headlines about it. Seal with eel stuck up its nose gets help from nosy scientists. (laughs) Researchers don't know why seals are getting eels stuck in their noses. (laughs) (laughs) Up your nose with a slippery hose. Rarely (laughs) seals are snorting eels.
2: That's it one of those headlines where it's like I, I can't do this today. <laughs> I just can't. Yeah. I can't read this today. I'm sorry. I'm
0: sorry. I made you all experience that with me. I just I thought it was fake, and then I was like, oh, there are other articles about this. This isn't fake. I don't know. I don't crazy. Anyway. Uh as Pete brought up like it's not like middle parts are a new thing. We all like have seen middle parts and we were in like middle school and middle parts were famous in the 20s, the 70s, the 90s and apparently even Queen Victoria had a middle part in her old portraits.
1: Um Yeah, cuz she's an old bitch.
2: Thank whoa.
0: you. Ooh. <laughs> that's fired. Um
2: niece now- Vicky. <laughs>
0: Many people will say that they hate middle parts because it kind of, like, puts a spotlight on symmetry. So, like, if you have an asymmetrical mm. face, it kind of, like, brings that more to the forefront. Um, But, again, Gen Z is a generation that is known to champion embracing your flaws and body positivity. So, perhaps they don't care about that. Mm. But, as we've said before, you should just do... What makes you comfortable? I was going to force a middle part on myself before this call. And I said, that looks super dumb. So I went back to my side part that makes me feel comfortable. But also, if you're my age and you were real cool and possibly a punk, you know that like, people in the scene like really liked having like their hair like over their eye like that was like a real cool like emo thing it may be like kind of mysterious and also if you have social problems like me you could hide behind your hair and feel like people didn't see you as much even though they still did so yeah I mean you guys have long hair like me so I feel like you won't have like a, a strong opinion on it but
2: it would be funny if, like, Pablo Picasso had the most perfect middle part, you know, and the most, like, <laughs> symmetrical face, and it was just him acting out.
0: I don't even know what he looks like now that I think about
2: it. Me neither. Yeah. Old and nude, usually. I, Probably, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what if
2: he was just, like, the hottest guy <laughs> of all time? Like, it is fun. Like, Pablo Picasso is, like a like, a porn name. You know mm. what I mean? If you think about yeah. it. Um, Pablo Picasso. Picasso. What's Picasso. Yeah. Oh,
0: what's this? So, yeah. He's again. I don't see any part. He's bald, but it's like it's like a gigantic part because he has hair on both sides. So it's, it's, it's a part, part from his head. Middle part, like yeah. hardcore. Mm-hmm. So, Pete, I'm done.
1: So, <laughs> to round things out, Marissa, in uh, <laughs> play, um, I have dated people who were apparently total fucking nerds because (laughs) they identified themselves as like, oh, I like avocado toast. Like, that's a thing about me. Or like, I like Harry Potter.
0: Like, Like,
1: these were things that people would bring up. (laughs) And I got to wondering as we were researching this particular topic, like, why would something like that happen? And there seems to be a small dispute between Gen Z and millennials that asks... Which is the first generation that would be considered, um, digital natives? Mm. Because it says like some people, some millennials grew up with like VHS and all that stuff. And then, but like no Gen Zer has, exp- I mean, unless they're like super cool, uh, they haven't experienced VHS. And so, um, so it, but I got to thinking and I was like, well, when you sign up for MySpace, which was, a social network in the mm-hmm. digital age of us growing up. It was the a social network. I would say yeah. <laughs> a movie <laughs> for, was made about for it. a brief period of time. <laughs> um, then like when you signed up for it, it was like, so what do you like to do? Like what TV shows do you like? What books do you like? What, you know? Um, and then when you went into Facebook, like Facebook had even more of that. And so um, I feel like it, it's almost like you were conditioned to describe yourself by, certain things that you like and Gen Z apparently doesn't allow themselves to be identified or defined in any one particular way. Yeah. But I also thought it was interesting that instead of, instead of like when I signed up for MySpace and it said, who are your favorite musical artists? What are your favorite TV shows? What are your favorite movies? Instead, it seems like the technology is smarter now and now an algorithm actually learns what you like based on what you click and what you watch and everything Mm -hmm. like that. So yep. while Gen Z sort of thinks that they're fancy and stuff like that, because they don't le- list all these things that identify themselves. I feel like the marketing angle of things is still sort of working the same way. Um,
0: yeah.
2: So you're not special. Yeah. <laughs> that is interesting. Yeah. I think I don't know much about as, uh, or as much as Gen Z, but like uh in, in, let me actually just keep speaking instead of trying to make sense of what I just said. Um, i everyone is very tribal like our age and up where you know like it's i'll use twitter bios as a weird example where no we want to be defined by being put in a group we like putting things into groups but i think we also ourselves like defining what group we're in and it can be a very diverse set of groups where it could be like you know like follower of christ mother or whatever you know and that's like oh i i'm a mom like that's who i am or like i'm you know religious that's what i do and it's that's the same thing as being like you know like Eagles fan, you know, like all, all Philly sports, like that's who I am, you know, and then it could be the same thing of, I mean, it gets actually scarier when it's like, Oh, I'm an American. It's like, yeah. um, Patriot. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, Patri- Patriots, like the scariest one out of all of them. It's like, Jesus. Um, there's a comedian, uh, named Luke Giordano who had a really funny joke where he was like, it, it is weird now that like the more you see like, like a guy with, you know, like American flag bumper stickers, you know, like, these colors don't run it's like okay nazi you know like the more patriotic someone is like the more likely they are to be a nazi um so that is interesting that i wonder how that uh broke how, how gen z broke from that pattern and if that is that actually goes hand in hand with being more accepting and that we don't we there's a togetherness i guess rather than wanting to be like siloed off mm-hmm. into into different things
0: yeah. yeah, like I would love to see a Gen Zers like dating profile. Yeah. Like, like You have to like have a little tagline and stuff like that. Like, so yeah.
2: Anything goes. That's yeah. everybody's. Just anything goes, whatever, <laughs> whatever. I don't care. That's nice. It'll be nice. <laughs> Everything's nice. <laughs> Which is funny. Why do we, why I feel a need. My first reaction is to make fun of things like that. You know, yeah. and then once I actually think about it, it's like, no, that's healthier and better for everybody. You know, we yeah. I don't, I, I like to hopefully think I'm more evolved than like a lot of people, but it is interesting that that is your first, it's so immature to be like, let's make fun of the happy people. <laughs> you know, oh, like it's so, sure. uh, yeah. it's so immature. Um, but yeah, no, it's, oh, so I mean, I'm sure they have their fucking flaws too. They're wearing their big dumb pants. See, I'm doing it right now. Um, but, uh,
1: yeah, I think, I
2: think
1: one of the other cool things thing. is that a lot of, uh, millennials have said like, well, you haven't been alive long enough to have experienced challenges that will define you yet. So just shut up, sit down and go in the corner or something. So that's also, I don't want to say worth considering, but that's also like another perspective where people, like there were a lot of people who were like, I lived through this, 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 this and this. And it's yeah. like okay like, like, then, geez, ma- then why are you here arguing with a like a 13
2: year old like yeah. you should go to the hospital why are you you're bleeding why are you arguing with a child
0: <laughs> yeah i gotta know for some reason i got like a little bit annoyed doing the research but then exactly you're like oh wait this is a tiny child yeah so i guess i shouldn't care so
1: well yeah. the other thing that i thought was interesting is that apparently generation z is the one who started this and so you know what Put them in the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Put them in the ground. Okay. Marissa, I'm done.
0: Oh, I'm done. (laughs) I thought you had like a a thesis wrap up.
1: I mean, I feel like I threw a bunch of shit at the wall. Some of it must have stuck with somebody who's listening.
0: The conclusion is be who you want to be. Every Definitely. Don't let the general racial beefs get you down. If you want your tight pants, do it up. If you want your baggy pants, do it up. Part, part, it, part it crazy. Party nuts. Middle, from behind, I don't know. And um, yeah, you'll be. I had here. a hard
1: time. I had a hard time getting into this because the very first thing I read was. Millennials and Generation X and Baby Boomers and Generation Z—these are all just marketing terms for people to sell you things. And so it doesn't really matter when anybody was born. Fashion is fashion, and it comes and it goes. And I was like, yes. Yeah, so how am I going to do any more
2: research on this? <laughs> oh, that was too good of a point. I should have read <laughs> <did> that last. <laughs> um. So
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, do you have any? Do you have anything you feel like we didn't touch upon that? That you're like, oh, we gotta bring
1: this up. What pisses you off about the kids,
0: Blake?
2: (laughs) They're small shoes. I find that they were uh, their shoes are smaller. No, um, it's I I guess like the one perspective that I can like quasi intelligently like speak upon is like comedy, where there is a thing where it's it's always there's a thing in comedy where everybody goes, you can't talk about anything anymore, and that's often directed at. if it's the, what is the group above millennials? What is that? Gen X? Yeah. Yeah. Gen X, uh, you know, targets that at millennials. Millennials then passes that buck to Gen Z. Like, like, oh, it's the Gen Z's fault or it's millennials' fault if you're from the Gen X point of view. And yes. I, I just think it, it all evolves where, you know, it's, I, I think what happens where f- that I'll see with Gen Z people and, you know, like maybe, uh, like Pete, you'll, Maybe you see this with like teaching you know like your students and stuff, and then uh, Marissa, if you know anyone under the age of uh whatever, maybe you'll notice this as well i'm going to bring you into this too but um I think uh, if word like if they hear a word con- like context won't necessarily matter initially you know like there'll be a word that's scary that because I think uh either misogynistic or you know like lo- not progressive people. In the millennial sphere or Gen X sphere have used either have used topics, you know, like, um, irresponsibly, you know. So yeah. I think Gen Z's program to be a little bit, I'm speaking for my, I'm trying to think of even a topic where, um, that's not a serious topic, like. Uh, like maybe let's say like a guy arguing with his girlfriend or something. Well, let me, let me use that as a point of view. Like, so if I was to talk about, you know, like, Oh yeah. So I got in an argument with my girlfriend the other day. I think Gen Z coming from the sweet place that they are so many years in media, they've heard the white guy talking shit on the woman. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you know it's totally understandable that they think this so they kind of tense up a little bit at something like that you know rather than hearing the rest of it where it's like oh no actually this is actually a very progressive bit or whatever this is a weird example where you know the easy thing would be like oh you can't tell like rape jokes anymore it's like yeah you probably never should have been telling those you know what i mean (laughs) so i'm not going that i'm trying to think of something more tame you know like Um, abortion yeah yeah yo you know what that's a really, so that's a really, really good one, actually, because I think it's just the quality. An abortion joke is very complicated where it needs to be funnier and more clever than it is, uh, not that, you know, than it is like, uh, negative and you need to be punching at the right thing. Like mm-hmm. can't make fun of, like, don't make fun of the person who has to go through that. Don't make fun of, you know, like it's, it's a high wire act. And honestly, when you hear an abortion joke, most comedians just aren't skilled enough or delicate enough to handle something like that so it's funny even there it's like but that's not going to stop them from trying you're saying of (laughs) course and failing, yeah (laughs) um and that's the thing too where i think even if there was a great one you know like a great abortion joke which i think probably exists you know i don't even know if if anyone would even hear it because they would hear the word abortion. And it's like, Oh, boom, done. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm actually not even sure what point I just made where I guess it is both where I think Gen Z are more sensitive and they are, but I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. And it's kind of earned in that people have been mishandling topics people have been body shaming like we were talking about you know like a a lot of things have been mismanaged to the point where it's like well how much credibility do you really deserve (laughs) as a comedian when so many of us have been like fucking up things for so long so um yeah i can see both sides it's interesting i actually can again both sides is now a term that whenever i hear it it scares the shit it's like oh both sides (laughs) you know but um i can I i empathize with both gen zers and uh millennials like ourselves
0: yeah yeah that's a really
2: good point thank you whatever it was whatever the point was it was good
0: well yeah whatever was going on there yeah, I, yeah. I, I agree uh
2: blake that sounds like fun stuff so uh it's just like completely breeze over it uh it sounds like a lot of uh you have a lot going on over there um just couldn't even make sense <laughs> Well, you sure do talk a lot um now we have uh yeah but no that's uh those were my only parting thoughts okay i'm done
0: okay thank you
2: <laughs> i'm done marissa I'm
0: done.
1: Okay. uh... We're done. (laughs) Plugs. Marissa, do you have anything to plug this week?
0: You know what? I'm going to plug an event that everyone in Philadelphia should go to. It is the Devon Horse Show. (laughs) No, it's May 5th (laughs) at Helium. Go see Blake.
2: Yes, thank you.
0: Recording. Yeah, I'll be there, and, and Blake will be there. Exactly. We
2: both, in that order. We will both be there. Marissa has top billing
0: in the in the in the crowd. I will not be doing anything. But, uh, yeah. So yeah. See see Blake's special. That'll that'll be fun.
1: Yeah. Uh, and apparently, if you make a shirt with his name on it, you'll just throw him off all night. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there, there's one just with my social security number on it, and just <laughs> that actually would be less startling than seeing my name for some reason. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, no, no, I'm excited. Uh, that show, May 5th Helium Comedy Club. Um, yeah, we're shooting, uh, filming it and recording it. So should be, should be a good one.
1: So only go if you're going to laugh.
2: That makes a big difference. We will have to sub you out. Um, I have a a bench, an audience (laughs) bench that I will go to and sub you out for someone who looks exactly like you. We have all the body types. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I would say I live so close to helium. I don't know, maybe I could, no, I don't think I could see it from my window. But like, it's like, yeah, I live super close to Helium and right. I look for the comedy shows. However, I refuse to go to Helium. This would be my first time because, so Blake, you've been at Good Good, which I love and I, I hope they... Like,
1: we got to see you at Good yeah. Good. Comedy Do you remember that experience at all?
2: It depends uh, on which show because you know, i It I'm was very- the
1: early show where it looked like half of a care home came in on a groupon
2: i was there with Ch- chip was there yeah, as yeah, well, yeah. right yes oh that's so funny yes there was a very oh, they were very very sweet like they were having a great time but and yeah they were
1: I, definitely engaging with you every time you did that thing that a comedian does where it's like so what do you think about blah and then the guy's like let me tell you
2: <laughs> oh no more rhetorical questions <laughs> yeah oh that's so sweet that you got that's so funny so did Did you know who Chip or I was like before that show? Like had you heard us on like Todd's? Oh, no way. That's crazy. Jesus. That's so sweet. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, that's so funny. That was a, that's a great venue. I'm not sure what's going on over there. I know they're not open yet. I'm pretty sure, but, um, obviously wish the best for them, but yeah, it's, uh, that's a really cool venue. I know I'm really excited. I'm going to be in Philly for the next year at least. So I'm excited to see. How everything, you know, like opens back up and builds itself back up. And yeah, Philly's a very underrated comedy city like that, you know?
0: I was going to say, I've been to Punchline and I've been to Good Good, but I haven't Mm -hmm. been to Helium because every time I walk by Helium, there's a few people who look like they know they're cool smoking.
2: Uh huh.
0: And I don't want to go in there
2: because
1: they're too cool. Marissa doesn't know she's cool. cool. (laughs) That's funny.
0: I don't look like I'm cool enough to be here. So I was like, all right, never mind. John Dor just was there and I wish I went. But, uh, yeah. The cool factor though. I need to get cooler, but I guess I have time before your show. You do. Yeah. Sew
1: on some jeans, you know,
2: (laughs) get that floss. Yeah. (laughs) Part, experiment with some parts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Uh, yeah. Pete, what's your plug?
1: I was going to plug a podcast that I like called Blake's Takes for God's sakes. <laughs> it's uh, a pretty good podcast and uh comes out Wednesdays. wednes it's a Wednesday podcast, yes. Right, right, right. Yeah. And um yeah, if you go back a few episodes, you can hear Blake talking about me. Um so episode. I would I would also <laughs> encourage you to uh give to his Patreon but only at the $5 level. Thank you. Um Basically the way that Blake's podcast works is he sets up about like maybe three to four topics and then talks about one of them the whole time. <laughs> but, um,
2: but it's definitely enjoyable and it's talks about one of them, not for the whole time, for a small part of the time to- sets up four topics, talks about one of them barely.
1: <laughs> but in the, in the sphere of podcasts that are one person talking, Blake's is absolutely the best because Thank he, you can hold a really good conversation with himself.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's very, <laughs> and
1: that's a very difficult thing to do. So to do it, <laughs> to do it every week, I think is very impressive. And I
2: encourage you all to check that out. That means a lot. Thank you guys.
0: Um, like, I just want to let you know, so I was first giving, I don't know, like a dollar and then I went up to $2 and I know that's not a tier. And I did that specifically as a joke I would only find funny. So one day, one day I'm probably going to actually go back to a tear, but I was like, I'm going to give him $2 and he's going to be like, that's not a tear. And I was like, I don't
2: know. I love it. I love Um, it. No, it's so great to be. It's, it's so funny. Like, yeah, uh, I, I can't, can't wait to see you guys in person at some point. Um, yeah, no, this is, this is great. This was such an easy hang. It just felt like I was hanging with friends. So yeah, this is, this is great. Thank you. Well, you're welcome back anytime. (laughs) I would love to.
0: Seriously. Um, and guys, if you.
1: Well, Blake, do you have anything else that you'd like to plug? Oh, yeah,
0: yeah.
2: I really like yours. No, I think okay. both of yours were great. Um, yeah, we <laughs> can stick with those. I didn't know yet. if there was anything extra or anything non Blake related. <laughs> non Blake uh, related. No, 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 no. They're all, they're all, it's all uh, shark tank. Um. <laughs> On NB, on ABC, on NBC. NBC is, uh, has a competing show with ABC's Shark Tank. And uh, as you-
1: a side note, I am going to be opening up a T-Public store where I'm just going to sell shirts with <laughs> the same Blake Wexler on them.
2: You should. I will be your biggest customer. <laughs> I buy them all just so you get sold out so I don't have to see them anymore. <laughs> and then when the police finally raid my home, they're like, Oh yeah, this guy's a sick fuck. Look at all these shirts with his, with <laughs> these plain gray shirts with his name on it. Um, yeah, everyone just,
0: I was gonna say if you have any questions for Blake, but no, because then the, this episode will be over. But just call us at five seven zero pod one one, and I'll come
2: on and answer them.
0: Yes, like mm-hmm. if you have questions for Blake, uh, or Pete, hey, what else do we plug of our own? No, that's it. Uh,
2: we okay. have a Patreon
1: too. Um, if your name is Michael, Michael, you can is definitely it? donate to it. If it's not, then you know whatever. Then uh- it may not work. <laughs> it may not accept your money um we also have the website y'all heard me reviews all that kind of shit
0: yeah and uh non-sexually slide into my dms at risk vandal mm, don't and, talk uh, to me and uh yeah thanks again Blake. this was so much fun yes
2: yeah, yes I, I had a blast thank you guys for having me it was great
0: you're welcome i'm done okay <laughs> we're all done everyone bye, bye. <laughs>
2: If you like what we
1: do, and you want to throw us a few, go out to patreon.com slash y'all heard. Yeah, that's patreon.com slash y'all heard.